Each year during the first week of February, Campbell University celebrates Founders Week. This year's celebration will honor the women of Campbell University, past and present, who have taken us from Boys Creek Academy in 1887 to the Campbell University that we know and love. On the podcast today, we have Sarah Swain, Vice President for Alumni Engagement, and Dorothea Stewart-Gilbert, a retired professor of English and curator here at Campbell, who grew up practically on campus in Boyce Creek. They're here to tell us about the Cornelia Campbell Alumni House dedication this Friday, and a little bit about who Cornelia Campbell was and how Campbell has changed over the years. I'm Kate Stoneburner with co-host Billy Liggett, and this rhymes with orange. We are here today to talk about the Cornelia Campbell Alumni House, and what better person to talk to than someone who actually knew Mrs. Cornelia Campbell. And that's you, Dorothea, as she was affectionately known Miss Neely. I think you might be one of the only people who has actual stories about her. So we're really really excited to hear about that. Um, But first, we're going to ask you what we ask everyone who comes on this podcast, and that's how did you come to Campbell College? And tell us a little bit about your experience. How I came here? Well... There's no way I could not have come. <laughs> I was born in the house I now live in, approximately one mile from the campus. Mother and Daddy took out an insurance policy on me when I was a baby, so they would have enough money to send me to Campbell. Uh, there was never any question about where I would go or even whether I would go to college. It was just a given. Well, in those days, it was under a hundred dollars a semester. Wow. Could have been a year for that. <laughs> of course my father made seven dollars a week, you know, you could say Makes sense. I knew Miss Neely well we called her that. Miss Cornelia Pearson Campbell. <laughs> and I suppose you want to hear some stories about her. I would love to hear yeah. anything from from that time because uh this is part of Campbell's history that uh, we're still trying to document yeah. and put together, and the more stories, the better. I wish I had paid more attention to her and to what my parents said when I was growing up, but children just don't do that. We didn't do it then, and I don't think they do it today very much. Um, one story that circulated about Miss Neely was she was an avid reader, and she had every book that Grace Livingston Hill wrote. She had them in her house, and sometimes we found some in our church, too, when he cleaned out. The story goes that she could be house cleaning, come upon a book lying on her table in the hall, put the dust cloth down, whatever she was holding, and she would stand there and read the whole book, <laughs> and then return to housework. <laughs> I don't blame her for that book reading. It's more fun. But you, so you say you had to go to Campbell, and looking back at your history, you're right. I mean, you actually, you had to go to Campbell. I had you're, to. You're, I think I read that your grandfather used to drive horse and buggy for J.A. Campbell back in the day, and that your your parents were involved in Campbell as well. So growing up, it was just Campbell University. It was Campbell. Campbell College, just, I mean, at the time. Of course, Bush Creek Academy to start with, and... Uh, I'm not, can't, I haven't checked the dates to see whether it was still that when mother went to school here and then quit. She got more interested in dating. <laughs> I'm a little bit happy about that. It was my father she got really interested in. Uh, both parents went as high as the 10th grade. I don't think I was the first one, because I'm an only child, so I could say I'm the first one in their line. I'm the only one. 
who uh, went to college. And, and you may have heard the story about Dr. Campbell who would visit all the churches around and even in other counties. He could cry at any moment he thought, this sounds ugly. <laughs> he wanted to stir people's emotions up so he could raise some money. And he could shed some tears and touch hearts and pocketbooks that way. I think that's how it was. That's a talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and my granddaddy just helped contribute to that, I would say. He was a chauffeur for the traveling yeah. college salesman. That's awesome. And then, Sarah, when was the house named for her? Because she had that house built afterwards. Is that a Sarah question or a Dorothea question? <laughs> I, will, I will answer what, what I know of the history of the house. Um, so after Dr. Campbell passed in 1934, um, Mrs. Campbell wanted to be closer to, to the college, to her son and her family, and so that's when she built the house um, next to her, her son. Um, and when she passed in 63, shortly after, it became the Home Economics House. And so um, women would, they lived there, they had lessons there um, on home management skills. Um, and so for years, that's what it was. Um, it was a home management house. And um, we have a plaque up on the house, but there's no year for when mm -hmm. it started to be called the, the Cornelia Campbell House. So. But you guys looked at it and said, hmm, this might serve our purpose as alumni. What was it that made you think, you know what, we could repurpose this and use it for prospective students? Yes, yeah, so in 2006, admissions moved into the house. And so I think it really, it comes full circle. Um, they, they, the school received the hospitality of Mrs. Campbell. Um, the students learned hospitality and home management. And then it really served as a gateway through admissions for our students. And now we are sealing the deal as, as alumni and, and offering that place as a welcoming center. Um, again, carrying on the tradition of hospitality into Campbell University um, by offering it as a place to gather with our alumni. So about a year and a half ago when we learned about the new admissions financial aid business center, I started thinking um, and just thought we we need a space we need a gathering space for alumni to be and because of her connection with the university its proximity to campus it just serves as the perfect place for us to open our doors and, and to receive alumni so we are thrilled to be there and it it's a great fit for us and our team um, but it also allows us to be that point on campus where alumni can come back to. It's really cool because it's a house. I mean, it's an old house, so you can go in and your alumni, you've got your offices that are probably were old bedrooms or, mm -hmm. or dining rooms in the past, but you have your offices, but you still have the living room in the front and you have the side porch, which I was told was called the Carolina room and uh, you have the fireplace room. So it's, there's kind of an inviting warmth to it. And so was that important as well for, um, for, the home of alumni because I've seen where you guys came from. It was the yeah. second story of an old, yes. <laughs> an old administration <laughs> building here. This has to be so much better. We we were tucked upstairs, and so when we had alumni visit, they had we had to tell them you can try to park in front of the building, across from the church, and then go upstairs. It doesn't matter which staircase you use, you'll find us. We were just tucked away, and so it just wasn't. 
It wasn't easy for our alumni to find us, but then it didn't allow any gathering space. And so when we started this transition, we wanted to be intentional with, with the space we were providing. And so we do, we have a beautiful living area and we have a dining room so that we can have alumni guests come and just share a meal together. And that's part of the intentional programming that we want to be able to provide in this space. Well, really I beautiful. mean, so that kind of leads into the purpose of this week, which is Founders Week. We are, when people, when this is uh, uploaded to the internet, this will be Wednesday, Campbell Giving Day, and uh, we'll talk about that toward the end of this today. But Friday is uh, is the big dedication ceremony for this house. I know you've been in there for a few months now, but this will be the dedication ceremony. And that's at 2 p.m., and uh, if you don't know where the house is, it's at 450 Leslie Campbell Avenue. Um, so what is this event? Is this just for alumni who might already be in town for Founders Week to come by and, and see what you've done to it and, and get to know your staff? Or what's the, what's the purpose of this event? Yes, yeah, so it's that and, and much more. Um, what we have planned for that day, um, the, the guests that will be with us is anyone who loves Campbell. Um, the house isn't just for alumni. It's, it's anyone who loves Campbell needs a place to, to come and, and sit, or they need to meet up with someone. Um, and so we've invited the Campbell community, the students, the faculty, staff, um, our alumni friends in the area, that this is a time of dedication. So sharing our appreciation um, to Mrs. Campbell, to our, our friends within the campus community and administration for allowing us that opportunity. Uh, but we have, um, our speakers for that day will include a current student who will be graduating. Um, the, the theme of, let me back up, the theme for the week is celebrating the women of Campbell. And so it just is a great fit for what we want to be celebrating. And Miss Cornelia Campbell um, kind of leading the way of, of women who have made an impact on Campbell. And so we're finishing out the week with this dedication. Um, sharing our appreciation to her and what she stood for. The program for that day, uh, we have a student who will be graduating in May. Uh, Jessie B is our uh, president of our senior class, and she's also uh, president of our Student Alumni Association. She's also a legacy student. And then we'll have um, Allison Sykes. She's an alumna of 87 who actually lived in the house when it was a student, um, student housing for our home economics department. We'll have Mrs. Creed as our current First Lady, and then um, Dr. Lynn Brinkley, who's also an alumna, will um, do our prayer of dedication. And so we just, we're celebrating the women of Campbell, we're celebrating um, Mrs. Cornelia Campbell, and, and really what the house represents that day. So everyone's invited, and then we'll open the doors and show off our space. Sounds great, and we'll definitely be here. Um, what drove the decision to make Founders Week all about the women of Campbell this year? That's kind of a new thing for us. That's a great question. Um, we've been celebrating the men of Campbell for four years. You're not we wrong. Felt like it was time to celebrate. Okay. The women. Okay. No, <laughs> correction for 187 years. There you go. Years. Right. right. <laughs> or however long. 130, 130 years. Yeah. years. Yeah. So we felt like on the 132nd year we wanted to celebrate the women. Um, so you've seen a lot of social media posts and on the website Gladys has made her reveal, and so Gladys kind of spearheaded. The, the thought of celebrating the women, uh, female athletes, female faculty staff like Ms. Rafia, female mm -hmm. alumni, um, female leaders, um, donors. And so 
we, we took that opportunity and we were moving into the Cornelia Campbell house. And so all the pieces really fit around the female um, aspect of the university and what the female um, presence has done for the past 132 years. So going full circle, um, the important women of Campbell, and that goes back to Dorothea in here. And obviously, um, she's played a very important role in the mm-hmm. history of Campbell University. And I've interviewed you before. Um, I don't know if you remember it, sitting in a dark studio with I me. Do. When, yeah. They're always small. Yeah, they always. Well, this one's small, but it's, it's a little bit more lit in here. But um, yeah. the uh, the story that just I love, and uh, correct me if I, if I get any of this wrong, but you were here during World War II. Is that correct? And um, you were here at a time when the the pretty much the whole campus was women because most of the men were all fighting the war. And I remember you said um, the women on campus, you still had to go through military training because you had drill sergeants on campus. And I'll let you tell the story, but it's fascinating to me, just that time period here. We took, I can't even think of the name of it now, uh, but we had an obstacle course, which had a lot of sand in it. It was very difficult to walk through but we were being trained to be soldiers. We had it might have been called calisthenics. Mm-hmm. Not sure specifically. Doctor Brand, not Doctor, is Mr. Brandon, I believe was his last name, was the one who led us, and uh, he was he was really a strong man and built. The way you you envision soldiers to look, you know. Mm-hmm. He was the drill sergeant, the he typical was drill sergeant, and right? He put us through the drills. It took place over there near the cemetery. I don't know whether the sand is still there, but there used to be a path between um, where the physical plant is, or at the back. There's still it's still there, yeah. Still there. Really? And they still have like monkey bars and I yeah. On it many a time, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it was probably good for us. But we did have very few men. We were not always com- always complimentary to the men. They couldn't help it if they were not physically able. Oh, so the men who stayed mm-hmm. back? Um, they were called four elves, and that was oh, a yeah. baby designation. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You would think... Um, being one of the few men on an all-female campus would be good, but if everyone's calling you that, that's not a good yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, too, we had some ministerial students, um, and they could have gotten a delay, at least, in the, entering the military mm-hmm. because of that. But um, those were difficult days. And I remember when uh, Leslie Campbell, second president, Dr. Leslie Campbell, herded all of us students into a huge room. There used to be two big rooms, the second floor of D. Rich. One was study hall, in which we didn't study much, I'm afraid. <laughs> the other one was, I don't know the name or whether it had a name, but some societies would meet there like an honor society and that kind of thing, or a book reading society. Well, Dr. <laughs> Campbell herded all of the students into that one room, so you see we didn't have a big student body. But a few hundred of us got in there. He turned the radio on. Um, this was probably December the 8th. The war really started on the 7th, but 
it was that day, I think, when Franklin, President Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, over the radio, of course, declared war, of making it official. It's one of those moments mm -hmm. so you just never could, forget. You always remember where you I were when it happened. I remember that. Right. And I remember had a girlfriend, and one teacher called us David and Jonathan. We were almost in <laughs> And uh, she and her husband, both, they were Campbell alumni, both of them. They met here. They're both deceased now. Um, but she and I sat side to side and held hands. And mm. when war was declared, we squeezed our hands. Oh. And that, that was just a moment. Yeah, yeah it just oh really gosh, was a yeah. big moment in time. And you went on to become an English teacher here. At Campbell for more than 30 years. Yeah, from 1960 to 92, right. I taught. And I learned a lot. <laughs> well, you, learned, you learned a lot as a teacher. I don't know whether my students did, but I'm sure I did. I'm 100% sure they did. I, I hope. I still get phone calls to this day uh, asking me a, a question about grammar. What's the right word to Oh, my use? gosh. You, know, you get conscious of those things, and that was part of my purpose, to make students conscious. I, we need more of that today. Mm -hmm. we, do. we do. Yeah, we do. I could use that. Can I actually have your phone number? Because I can call you with my questions. <laughs> <laughs> my name is in there. <laughs> I still have a house phone and a cell phone. Perfect. But... We're all set. Well, we wanted to ask you, as an English teacher, if you had any memories of Mabel Powell, because I know oh, she goodness. is one of those that we're How celebrating this. How long do week. I have? To that question. <laughs> um, I'll go back a little bit. Cubit Building was being used when I started school in second grade here. First grade was at Coates. And um, I went through grades two through seven. We didn't have eighth grade then. And from seventh grade, called grammar grades, mm -hmm. I went how many feet to get to from Cubit Building over to D. Ridge. And there was Miss Mabel waiting for us. And, of course, no computers then, no technology to speak of. Dr. Burkott was not a doctor in those days, called him Mr., but I'll say Dr. Burkott, <laughs> would uh, advise students by having all of us go into the auditorium, Turner Auditorium. And he would stand down front and say, this would be for freshman English, I believe, in college. How many of you had Miss Mabel Powell in high school? A lot of our hands went up. All right, you go into Miss Strickland's class. You don't need grammar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way students were assigned to classes. Simple as that. Um, Show of hands, yeah. My, I don't know my first memory of her. She and later her sisters um, all went to First Baptist Church. Hmm. And I probably met her there. Well, I know I did because uh, she and mother were friends. And uh, When the ladies group would meet, would meet at different homes, and I remember their meeting at my house, so that would be my first memory. But the rest of the memories come from the classroom. I did have her for English. And one day, I had not studied what I should have. I didn't know the answer. To something about grammar, <laughs> which I dearly love today. <laughs> and uh, so she assigned me some scripture to memorize. 
That would be a no-no these days, but I did memorize it. I, you better believe I memorized that. And uh, she was tough, small, bent, wore beautiful blue sweaters most of the time that matched her blue eyes. And her, and, and her blue book, too. Yes, yeah. and that blue book. So those things made a, a favorable impression on me, though. And I, I would say she's a third of the reason I majored in English. A third of the reason. A third. We must know My the other two. My mother was another. Okay. She read to me every afternoon. And the other one was another teacher here at Camel, Miss Gladys Strickland. She later married... I what was her first name, but last name was Satterwhite, Mrs. Satterwhite. And uh, she taught literature. I loved the hose that she wore. <laughs> and I admired her, almost idolized her, because she had been to France. Hmm. And that was very rare in those days, too. So I, uh, I remember Miss Mabel and Miss Gladys from long ago for different reasons, but they both influenced me greatly to mm -hmm. follow the direction I headed in. So, um, so that leads us to today, and uh, I, and I know um, for the past several years you've been the curator and director of the Lenny Fetterman Museum, and uh, Kate had never seen it before, so we actually just walked over there to uh, to peek in for a minute. But um, and uh, you're, I understand you're still doing that today, so. Uh, I just I don't know, maybe I, you know, are you not doing it today? I've no. I've been retired about a month. Oh, congratulations! Well, congratulations. It's difficult for me to get inside the building. I could still mm -hmm. do the job yeah. there, but it would take somebody. I'd want somebody standing by me as I walk up steps, or even the ramp was uh, not as far away from my car though as we walk today. So I could probably That's move true. that. Well, it's it's tucked away so far on campus that there are people that probably went all four years here and didn't know about it. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. I've had seniors walk in and say, I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you can't graduate if you don't come in. And they and, don't come in. <laughs> and, and for the uninitiated, it's, it's a giant room with, uh, there's a there's a life-sized, real stuffed polar bear in there. There's a... Uh, leopard leopard has spots correct maybe it's a leopard i don't know there's a, a cheetah it might be a cheetah a greater kudu and uh that's the big one you see when you first yeah yeah so yeah i remember when when you first showed me that it was one of my first years it was my first year here and you, and you walked me around in there and you were showing me but even tucked away further you have a whole library of of books the here at campbell the archives right it's a fascinating room those those who are, again are uninitiated haven't been in there just take an afternoon i i don't know in front of me right now the hours that they're open maybe we'll uh, publish that on here but it, it's a fascinating room and and uh what I, what I want to ask you is what did you learn from having that job so many years oh my was there 17 years. Mm. Well, I learned more about animals than I had known. Mm. I also learned some things about people. Most people were, most visitors were really nice and respectful. I think only one lady, when I didn't know the answer, you may want to delete this. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. That, that makes me want to turn it up, actually. I yes. asked a question, I said, well, I'm, I don't know the answer to that. I can look it up. Well, why are you working here if you don't know answers to these? <laughs> I swallowed my anger and I held my tongue. I don't know what I said to her, but I think I smiled at her. And she didn't ask anything else. 
It's a real skill. Several things, but I didn't say them. She's the only one like that uh, with a ed, with an attitude. And she made the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> one in seventeen years, not bad. The, not uh, bad at all. The only person who stood outside who didn't go in was a little girl, probably eight, nine years old, who was from some school visiting. Mm-hmm. All her classmates went in and. She just stood outside and shook and stopped her feet and just couldn't go in. But those are the only two, I guess you could call negatives in all those years. (laughs) Mr. Elliot, can you speak to your your seat at the table and watching the progression of women over the past years? You, You worked here, you took a break, you came back, you were a student, you were a faculty member, staff. Just how you saw women involved at Campbell from the classroom and now into leadership. I don't know who the first woman dean was. It could have been Dr. Theo Strum in education. Uh, But there was a total absence of women uh, supervisors and in great leadership roles, except for Miss Mabel. She was a force all her own, but uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure we even had chairman of the English department then. We just had English department, mm-hmm. um, and that was years ago. So I think that's one of the big changes that I see, that we have women in leadership roles, and that was a big progression. Yeah. Now we have many, don't we? Quite a few, yeah. quite a few whom have been on the podcast. So, yeah, we're looking forward to celebrating those women this week. Um, please, if you're listening, follow along on social media or on campus if you're around here. Um, this is coming out on Wednesday. That's Campbell Giving Day. Um, you can find out all about that on our website and on our social media. But then we have the Highland Games on Thursday. And, of course, the Cornelia Campbell Alumni House dedication. And that will be, again, on Friday at 2 p.m., Dorothy and Sarah, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing the history of Campbell. And we look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you. Thank you for having us and for shedding light on, on what we feel is important.